This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. In a move that celebrates both the contributions of women and African Americans, Harriet Tubman will now be the face of the $20 bill. That announcement was made by Treasury Secretary Jacob Jacob Liu. To discuss the move and its importance, we are joined by Kate Clifford Larson, who is the author of the book Bound for the Promised Land, Harriet Tubman, Portrait of American Hero. She's also a consulting historian with the Harriet Tubman Underground Railway Railroad Byway and All-American Road on the eastern shore of Maryland. Also joining us is Michael O'Malley, who's a professor in the Department of History and Art History at George Mason University. Kate, Michael, great to have you on the show. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you both. Kate, your reaction to when this announcement was was made, because it had obviously been kind of circling that the, the obviously the $20 bill was going to change, whether or not who it was going to be was circling for some time. Right. And when I heard it, I was, uh, I, there are almost words that I, to de- there are no words to describe how I felt. Thrilled, certainly. Excited. I cried a little bit. I just thought, what an amazing moment, not only for Harriet Tubman, but for women and um, this nation. It really was a, a great decision and a great announcement. Michael? Yeah, I was delighted. I, mean, I think she's a good figure. There, uh, historians disagree about who they might pick. There are lots of people you could pick. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think people don't understand is that our money has, for most of our history, been much more varied and less standardized than we tend to think. So the idea that it has to be you know, a particular general or a particular president is relatively new. What about some of the other people that could potentially be out there? Because I think that, that you know we're at a point right now where as important as this movie is in terms of recognizing the contributions of women and African-Americans, I think there's still more that can be done, Michael. There's, it's one thing you could do. I think you could have uh, like a didactic message. There's a lot of uh, uh, – Secretary Liu in a roundtable I was at this summer pointed out that there's a lot of real estate on the back of the bill, and most people don't know what's on there. So you could have a little a mural or a, almost a graphic novel-type representation of an event in American history – now they're used less for education for, than for a kind of static symbolism. They could be used for educational purposes. Kate? Um, well, that's the point. No one really looks at the back of the bill. So I think while there, it's great real estate for more people, more information to be placed on them, uh, the point is the front of the bill is what everybody looks at. And um, Harriet Tubman is a fabulous choice, but... You know, I think women should be on half of our currency and not just on the back. I think this is an opportunity to change more of our currency than just the $20 bill. A lot of us know a little bit of the backstory uh, of, of Ms. Tubman, uh, but I don't think that a lot of people remember the fact that, that she was, a lot of times, she was a spy for the Union Army back in the Civil War. 
That's right. She was hired by um, Union officers to spy behind uh, enemy lines in South Carolina. She was very effective, um, and she was paid for her services. People don't realize that. She was paid uh, not fully for all the work she did, but she did get paid by the government for that work. Um, she tried to get recognition for it later in her life as a, um, you know, as a vet, to get a veteran's pension. Um, eventually, the government gave her a pension as a Civil War nurse, but not as her service as really a soldier and a spy. Is there is there not enough recognition uh, have been in the past? And obviously, it's interesting uh, when I when I kind of Googled Harriet Tubman yesterday, uh, realizing that there are that there are a variety of different places that recognize her contributions. But is there not enough of of her contributions in realistically how much the work she did could have changed the path of, of what happened in the Civil War? Could I, could I make a comment on it? Sure, go ahead. I mean, I, I'm not an expert specifically on Tubman. I think she is a ferociously courageous and important figure, a really remarkable person, and in that sense, eminently deserves to be there. My sort of biggest concern about her as a figure is that she's kind of been reduced to a soothing figure for second graders. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite hard, just as it's hard to confront the, some of the actions that Jackson took. It's relatively hard to confront the reality of the Trail of Tears. It's hard to confront the reality of slavery and the degree to which escaping from slavery was so difficult and so unlikely for most people. And if I had to criticize the choice of Tubman, which I'm not really sure I want to do, it would be that she's, it's too easy to reduce her to a kind of safe figure. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I you know, um, that would be much, yeah. that would be it. I, yeah, I, I think Michael has a point about how she, for the past, you know, half century, she had been reduced through children's literature to this um, much smaller figure, and the issue of slavery and the pursuit of freedom um, had been sort of sanitized. Um, but I think in the past 15 years, that has changed a lot, and for those of us who have been trying to champion uh Tubman's real-life story, things have begun to change. Now we have two national parks in her honor that will be telling the truth of her life and addressing the issues of uh, slavery and the enslavement that she endured. And um, the new biographies that have come out in the past 10 years um, have certainly answered a lot of those questions and changed that narrative that you find in the children's books. Um, And there's a state park in Maryland and the byway. And so things are changing. And now with, with Tubman on the 20. I hope that over the next couple of years, when people Google her, a lot of that juvenile stuff and the myths, there are many, many myths about her, will fade away and the true life story of Tubman will pop up on Google and it will spark conversation about slavery and the legacy of slavery and how the legacy of this woman, Harriet Tubman, has brought us to this point where she now will grace the 20 and she'll give us this opportunity to continue a conversation that is not complete. Yeah, because, Michael, I, I was just thinking, you know, before we, we started this, that in terms of other people that, that have had such a, an amazing impact on this country, uh, that, you know, maybe Dr. Martin Luther King would be somebody that, that should be considered as well. Oh, sure. I mean, there are, there are lots of people you could put. I think you could make an argument that the money supply should vary more frequently. You could argue the strength of the United States is the diverse, creative, generative power of its people, and we could have a variety of figures from different realms of life. Um, You know, that would be an approach. Some countries adopt that. They have cultural figures, they have inventors, they have engineers, they have 
politicians. They have a variety of people. Uh, you could argue that we could take that kind of approach. Tubman is a great choice to reinforce the point that African Americans were vital in their own liberation. I think that you know the common tendency, which you see in a movie like Spielberg's Lincoln, which is a good movie in many respects, but reinforces the tendency to think that freedom was something that white people gave to black people. And there are many well-intentioned white people who worked hard to end slavery, but black people were the primary drivers of their own liberation. But the, and the, I think Tubman's image helps reinforce that. The, the other interesting thing is, I guess, because of the process of, of how, you know, the government, how long of a period the government actually takes to get all this done, we actually, I guess, won't see Ms. Tubman yeah. on the bill for, what, another five to six years or so? At least, yeah. It's a long time. Kate, there, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. The first would be the um, uh, the 10, which will be will have women on the back of it. Right. Well, hopefully uh, the 20 will come out at the same time. If the designs are all going to be ready by 2020, I'm, I'm not clear on why they would hesitate to print the 20 at the same time. And I know that there will be a huge backlash if, if Tubman has to wait another 10 years, as has been rumored that it would take until 2030 for the, tum- hmm. the, the new 20 to be issued. That would be problematic. I, I think that it's time, there's, if they can print out the 10, they can print out the 20. It's time. Women belong on the front of our currency, and there's no reason for us to wait any longer. Uh, We're talking with Kate Larson, uh, who is a consulting historian with the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Byway and All-American Road. Also, Michael O'Malley, who's professor in the Department of History and Art History at George Mason University. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Uh, Your comments on Harriet Tubman being added to the $20 bill and the changes to some of the other bills being made as well. From what I read, Kate, the, the, the pressure by so many women's groups on on the Treasury Department, on Jacob Lou, really, I mean, it was it was an amazing run that, that women's groups were making to try and get these changes made over the last several years. Right. It's been great. And I, I think a lot of people became aware of it last year or maybe late 2014. But I know that it was at least a couple years before that, that Harriet Tubman and other women were under consideration for the redesign of um, the 20 or the 10. And those, so those had been, that had been circulating for a while. But it really, really blew up last year when uh, the women, uh, women on 20s campaign started. Yeah. And then uh, Secretary Liu came out with his uh, announcement that he wanted to replace Hamilton on the 10. Well, and the fact, uh, Michael, that, that Secretary Liu basically put this out for open comment, you know, that, that it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to actually follow through on that, because a lot of times when politicians say that they're throwing something out for public comment, it's just to appease the people that, that are in that group. He seems to have made a good faith effort to really solicit a lot of public opinion. And he also they also went out of their way to get the opinion of historians and numismatists and economists, and uh, they seem to have listened very well. Uh, Tubman is both a familiar choice and a choice with a more radical potential in her history, and I think in that sense she's a very good choice. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Uh, We actually got an email on this, and I'll I'll throw this out to both you, uh, Kate and Michael, from Lewis, who is an African-American. He says that uh, that this tarnishes her legacy since African-Americans were used as currency. Uh, Just your comments on that. Michael first. 
Yes, I mean, I wrote a book about the history of money and the problem of race, and, and it is true that slaves were capital. They were like gold in the Southern economy. They're, they're imagining slaves as being racially different or a different species allowed them to function as gold. And she escaped that capitalization. She freed herself and then insisted, uh, often to the point of violence, on, ins- on freeing other people. Uh, I think in that way, she's a, a very interesting symbol to put on the money. She escaped from being commodified. Kate? And, uh, oh. Sorry, that's enough. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And interestingly, Tubman was an incredible entrepreneur in her own right, and um, that should be recognized as well. She... Um, she fought for equal pay, for equal work as a spy. She was not paid what other men who were spies were paid. Um, she battled to have her own pension. And then you know, the last 50 years of her life, she was an entrepreneur. She ran many businesses, including brick-making business and um, um, all, all sorts of things that she ran out of her house and earned money to support many, many people who were dependent upon her. During the Civil War, she set up a kitchen and a laundry and earned money that way and taught newly freed women how to uh, work and charge for their services uh, as they sold the the goods that they baked and the laundry work that they did for the Union Army. Um, She was an entrepreneur. Even when she was an enslaved woman, at one point she was uh, savvy enough to convince her enslaver to let her hire herself out, and she paid her enslaver $60 a year, and she kept the extra earnings Mm -hmm. and then purchased purchased um, a pair of oxen so she could increase her earning power. She was an entrepreneur, and I think she would be thrilled that this honor has been bestowed on her. The comment from Lewis via email, your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Maybe you'd like to jump in on Lewis's comment. He said that Harriet Tubman's legacy tarnished a little bit since African Americans were used as currency back in the day. Again, 844-942-7866. 866 is the number to give us a call. African Americans are extremely common on American money, particularly on on Southern money before the Civil War. Exactly, and that's what I want. That was kind of one of the points I wanted to bring up as well is the fact that that this was a, a piece of currency, piece or a backstory to the currency in the South many years ago, Michael. Yes, there was. A lot of people don't realize, but private banks and even private individuals could print their own money before the Civil War, and there. Are, roughly 9,000 different kinds of circulating paper money by 1850. And in the South, the vast majority of that paper money has depictions of slaves, not particularly, usually symbolic depictions of slaves. And they're generally depicted as happily working in the cotton fields or uh, doing some kind of agricultural work. But they're very common, and it's a profound difference to have a, a former slave, a woman who escaped slavery, as the figurehead on a bill rather than a symbolic representation of an imaginary slave on money. It is interesting also, though, that in terms of the decision of what bill to change, uh, that it was Andrew Jackson that that got bumped off of the $20 bill. Well, Jackson, you could argue uh, very easily that Jackson should never have been on there in the first place Uh, since he hated central banks and hated paper money. Uh, Exactly. my understanding is they were going to do the 10 because there's a schedule for replacement, and the 10 was next. Okay. But, but among the historians who met with uh, Secretary Lew in the summer, there was a lot of argument that Jackson is the one. If you're going to remove somebody, not Hamilton, who's the father of the American financial system, right. it should be Jackson, who hated central banking. Kate? 
Right, and that, um, you know, Jackson was a slaveholder, like some of our other founding fathers. Yep. Um, but Jackson's whole story, you know, put together and writ large is, is just all the more appalling, given our uh, sensibilities today and our diversity today. He yep. just, he needs to be gone. But with all Unfortunately, the... he's going to be on the back of the bill still, which is right. a little troubling. Well, and I was going to ask you the reaction to that, because obviously you are taking a person off the front of the bill, but you're not getting rid of him uh, of him totally. Uh, in terms of the reaction, though, from, from people in general, having Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill as the face of the $20 bill, with all of the kind of unrest that has gone on in the United States the last couple of years— does that does having this statement made by the government by the Treasury Department potentially help that process in any way, shape, or form, Michael? I think there's been some opposition from people um, who feel like it's a kind of debasement. It's literally, uh, you know, the kind of inflation of the historic status of African Americans. And I think for some political, I don't mean when I say conservative, I don't mean necessarily politically conservative. Maybe right. philosophically conservative persons. That's really troubling. The message that Secretary Lewis said was that it, it was extraordinarily powerful to send a message to the world that the most used currency in the world, the United States 20, will have a woman on it and a woman of color. It's a powerful message, particularly to countries where women aren't regarded as equal or as potentially equal, but who nevertheless use American money. Uh, and it says a powerful message about how Americans are rethinking the meaning of their own history and the meaning of slavery in their history. So I see it as potentially a powerful good, though there will be resistance to it. Kate? Yeah, I agree. There will be tremendous resistance, and we're seeing that already online and in news media with uh, Donald Trump and Ben Carson coming out and saying they didn't think that Tubman belonged on the 20. But it does it sends an incredibly important message that women's work and women's contributions to our nation are valued, that um, we are, are equal to the the responsibilities and the accomplishments, and that um, black lives matter. They really do, and, it, and it's time to show it on, in our public memorials. There aren't enough about women or African Americans or other people of color, and, um, and it's time. And this is one of the biggest public memorial spaces that we have our currency. Several articles Michael talked about, uh, about Secretary Lou bowing to public pressure. Uh, do you buy into that? Uh, sure, I think okay. he did. I, we we always bow to public pressure. There there have been long long term movements from, particularly from Southerners, to get Grant off the money, uh, and then there are lots of people in the North who want Grant there. He's a he's a powerful political symbol of the Civil War and the Northern victory. Uh, he's associated with Reconstruction, and there's a lot of argument that Jackson is there to appease the South. As Grant is there, Jackson is there. So there's always been public pressure in the depictions on money, and there should be. It's a democracy. We should be responsive to public pressure. No historian would argue that history exists in a vacuum separate from the politics and culture of the people who are the heirs of that history. Right. Right. Yeah, and the um, the placement of Tubman really speaks to uh, the diversity of our democracy and how we are we are showing that in a very physical and public space. Well, Michael, then I'll throw this out as kind of a wrap up. Then, if he was bowing to public pressure, then realistically, what what did the Treasury Secretary want to have happen to the twenty dollar bill? I think he wanted, I think he, well, he said very clearly he wanted to send a message 
that Americans valued the contributions of women in history and that they valued the contributions of African Americans and that the struggle against slavery is a deeply important part of our historical legacy. Um, he wanted to convey that, and I think he did, or he wanted to, he was persuaded that that was a particularly important thing to convey. I mean, that's how he's put it. Um, I think being open to public opinion on this is a reasonable thing. Right. Uh, if it, I, I think it would also be worth having a debate about whether or not, as you said, currency should be rotating so that we have a variety of figures that would represent the diversity of American culture. That that would probably be the best way to do it, uh, and and uh, it'd be very interesting to have. Kate, in terms of, of what uh, you folks have at, at the uh, at the facility down there in Maryland, uh, I, I would imagine you're already in the process of, of thinking of, of new things to add uh, because of this designation of, of Miss Tubman going on the twenty dollar bill. Uh, well, I would hope the exhibits have not been completed. It opens next March, oh, okay. 2017. But I, I can imagine now we will we will make an exhibit about this incredible uh, moment. Uh, hopefully, we can you know have some sort of idea what the image will look like. Um, but we're certainly going to have to talk <laughs> about it when the. Um, when the center opens in 2017 on the eastern shore of Maryland. There's already been a lot of Photoshop work done of, of, of people putting Harriet Tubman's face on the $20 bill. I don't think you want to go with that, correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Great to have you both here on the show. Kate, thank you very much. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Michael, great to have you as well. Thank you again. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.